My name is Dr. Anwar Osborne. And I'm Dr. Matthew Wheatley. And this is Pobscast. What's up, podcast listeners? This is Anwar. And generally, Matt and I like to do the intro for the big segment of the show kind of together, but he is super busy. He is on his way down to Orlando for the SAEM OBS interest group meeting that will be on Tuesday, May 16th at 9 o'clock in the Hyatt Regency out on International. Uh, there, you know, we had kind of talk more about uh, academic and educational pursuits in the world of OBS. I've gone most of the past seven or eight years, and it's been awesome every single time. Lots of face-to-face communication, talking about real stuff, and the uh, membership uh, has been waning a little bit, but the more people come and the more people join, the more of a voice we'll have on this uh, very important academic uh, side and this pretty big group here. So if you're in the Orlando region and thinking about OBS, I encourage you to come. It's not too late. Uh, and uh, if you aren't in Orlando or the Southeast and can't make it, well, next time put it on your calendar now. But we wanted to get a couple of shows out this month and put them in your feed appropriately. Uh, and uh, this show we got coming up now is uh, pretty cool. It's pretty special. We have uh, an APP, actually the lead APP from Grady's CDU. And uh, that is at, obviously, Emory in Atlanta. And she manages a, a virtual fleet of NPs and PAs does an awesome job. She's got a bunch of experience in the field, and we kind of try to pick her brain to elucidate some issues that we don't get to talk about a whole lot on the show here. So uh, this is a pretty exciting interview for us. We kind of did it uh, in the field on our lunch break. It's cool, though. She was nice about it. Also, uh, don't forget about the uh, conference coming up in Nashville in September. Also, if you get a chance, make sure you can put a put a review about our show on uh, iTunes. You can consider sending us an email. I'm going to get a new email account. Love to see uh, what you guys have to say, what you think about the show, kind of the new format. We'd uh, answer some questions. But you can send us an email at uh, pobservation at gmail.com. That's pobservation, like observation, except with a P at gmail.com we'll uh if they're nice uh read the letters on the air maybe answer some questions about it i think it'll be pretty neat uh to add that to the segment so i don't want to delay much more but we're gonna take a quick break and right after that we're gonna have the interview with me matt and triffy uh the app uh, leader from grady at atlanta's uh, emory university and don't forget, if you don't have OBS, you most certainly have a problem. Come check us out on Tuesday, May 16th, again in Orlando. Don't forget our conference is coming up in Nashville in September. See you at ASAP. Uh, and again, don't forget to send us an email. Thanks. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, this is Matt Wheatley. This is Onwar again, and we want you to come out to see us in September uh, this year for the Observation Medicine Science and Solutions Conference. Are you the director of an observation unit that just started, or have you had an observation unit that you're looking to grow? Uh, do you have billing or coding questions? Well, all that stuff's going to be answered at the conference this year. 
Right. We're going to be talking about the newest and latest protocols. We're going to have the leaders and the people who published the papers there, unlike a lot of observation conferences. And we're going to be at the Doubletree downtown in Nashville, one of my favorite places to go. Yeah, uh, we had the conference there two years ago, and uh, it rained the first night, but uh, we still had a great time, had a great attendance, um, so we're back there by popular demand. Right, so September 14th and 15th, 2017, Nashville, Tennessee, the Doubletree Hilton, uh, Nashville downtown, and it is put on by the Michigan College of Emergency Physicians. You can go to mset.org for more information, or you could go to obsprotocols.org and click the link there. So hopefully we see you then. All right. All right, good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Matt Wheatley. And uh, this is Anwar Osborne, and we are excited to be here today with a special guest. So our guest today is Triffy Pichetti. She is our lead associate, I'm sorry, our lead advanced practice provider at Grady Hospital. And we actually have a very large group of APPs at Grady. Um, we have currently... 30 point. One FTEs. Thirty point one FTEs. <laughs> so I think once you're above twenty, you can officially call it a fleet of providers. <laughs> so we have a large fleet of providers here, uh, and I will say, and I'm sure Dr. Osborne can back me up, that this is some of the most uh, amazing group of providers I've worked with. Uh, they are a wonderful group of people. We actually have a very good range of experience levels. We have a number that have come to us straight out of PA or NP school. We have a couple that uh, practiced for a few years uh, in other settings and then came to us. Um, and then we actually have a few that have been around since I was a resident in the early 2000s and have been working, worked in our fast track area, uh, and so have a tremendous wealth of experience uh, in terms of treating patients. Um, and so, um, well, I'm just. Can feel, I can I ask yeah, you a yeah, quick please. question? Do you know the names of all of the people? Absolutely, because I do the schedule, so I have to know their. <laughs> okay, names. fine. She knows not only their names, but where they trained. Probably <laughs> That's uh, right. their birthday. She knows their birthdays. She sends out all the birthday announcements. What kind of car they drive? You get exactly. all that. Exactly. Knows when they're here. <laughs> knows when they're sleeping. When they're awake. That kind of thing. Um, so, Triffy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long you've been in practice? Um, this, how long you've been at Grady and where, where you came to before then. Okay, great. Well, first of all, I have to say thank you to Anwar and Matt for having me on this afternoon. I can't think of a better place to be on a gorgeous Monday afternoon than in a conference room with a microphone <laughs> stuck in my face. There's so, no pollen in here. so <laughs> That's true. So thanks so much. So my name is Trippy Pachetti, as Matt said. I'm a nurse practitioner family nurse practitioner and a board-certified emergency nurse practitioner. Matt asked about how long I'd been in practice, but you don't ask a woman her age. I will just say that I probably have been practicing longer than most of our residents have been alive. And my background was primarily emergency medicine, flight nursing, critical care. I did a stint in corrections as a provider, not as an inmate, for about 10 years before I came back to the academic setting around six years ago. So I'm here now uh, practicing, doing clinical, and balancing that with admin. 
That's great. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, wasn't trying to ask you your age. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, so <laughs> we have, as I meant, as you mentioned, a very large group of APPs here, and it, it is a mix of physicians assistants and nurse practitioners, and they rotate uh, through a number of different areas, including our uh, fast track, uh, our walk-in area, uh, and also our trauma area. And we are currently getting them involved in some of the more acute care medical side of things. Um, but the thing obviously we're here to talk about is the observation unit. And so one of the areas that they have been heavily involved for the last nine or 10 years has been in our observation unit. And um, many, I, I know many people with observation units utilize APPs, uh, nurse practitioners and physicians assistants, to run their observation unit. Um, and so I guess what is kind of, what does a day in our observation unit look like? How does, how does that work with our APPs? What's our staffing look like and what do they do? Well, let me give you a historical perspective because I know Matt and Anwar both remember when we had a small eight bed curtained observation unit not too many years ago. And we were primarily focused on getting the stress test done, getting folks in and out. And since then, we've grown up to a beautiful 20-bed unit that is staffed 24-7 by APPs. We have one person on 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., a second person, 7 p. to 7 a. And then because most of the advanced diagnostics occur during the day, we have another APP working 7 a. to 2 p. So at 7 a.m., we sit and we do board rounds with the off-going APP and the two oncoming APPs. We talk a little bit about each of the patients, what their diagnostic day looks like, what their expected treatment plan looks like, and what their endpoint is. We also focus on how long they've been in the observation unit because we do want to make sure that we're keeping within those parameters that we've outlined. Once we've done board rounds in the morning, then the two APPs on days assign uh, each patient and then you break and you go and see those patients. At 9 a.m., we have an attending come over and board round and um, do bedside rounds with us. The attending will look at the treatment plan, the diagnostic workup, and give us pointers, particularly on the complex patients who have co comorbidities. Very often in the afternoon, we're doing a lot of discharging. That's when our stress test, our MRIs have come back and we're able to discharge those patients or admit them based upon how they've done. By 7 p.m., we've probably depleted our numbers from 20, maybe down into the teens. And so our 7 p.m. provider comes in and fills the unit back up with overnight patients. Well, let me ask this. So would a, is, is there a standard amount of time that you would consider uh, for rounding with each patient as the APP is concerned? That's a great question, and I think it has to do with the complexity of the patient. There are a couple of, I would say, dilemmas or challenges that we face as APPs in the observation unit. Probably the first one is the diagnostic dilemma. The patients have been admitted to CDU and it may be, for instance, a chest pain who needs to be worked up just a little bit more. Maybe the differentials weren't completely investigated. Those patients are gonna take a little bit longer. 
But if you have someone who is a diabetic on the hyperglycemic protocol, who does not have a lot of comorbidities, their labs were pretty straightforward, their treatment plan is going along, then you can spend a little less time with them. I see. So, so when the attending comes, I think, I think one of the things that uh, we had to really uh, hone in on when we were training the providers, the, the attendings over at uh, the other sites, was to kind of trust the APPs to kind of do all of the, the uh, more important kind of decision making up front. And then really the attending rounds is more like a review. So, uh, and, and correct me if I got my numbers wrong, Matt. Uh, I think Mike says it's like one, one patient should take, what, like 40 minutes or so altogether. Right, so like that's if the APP does the work or if the uh, attending does the work. You know, he says for physician rounds, he says ideally six to ten minutes per patient. Right, so right. Obviously, the, and that's that's physician With, rounding once the APP. Right, is right, done. right. The inclusive of the of the pre rounding, and some places uh, I think have where the physician does all of the rounding, and so like that number, you know, it, they're talking about thirty to forty minutes, but. Right. Uh, but you know, the six to ten minutes of attending rounding is, uh, I think, uh, probably standard when it comes to if there's an APP that does uh, pre-rounds. And I know that's ideal time. I know our attendings, mm -hmm. uh, some will differ. Some will really want to spend a lot of time with the patients. Some will really want to go in depth. And some do a lot of teaching, obviously, on rounds, which I know the APPs enjoy. Um, and then some are more to the point and very quick, or some will just. And, and you know what? Let me just because uh, uh, and and this is really because that forty minutes actually came out of, you know, obs of the obs of old, right? And mm -hmm. so these days, particularly with the two midnight rule, there's a lot more complex patients yeah. that hang out in the observation. I bet I would I would guess, and you know, you could comment or. or Tell me if I'm wrong. I bet the time now, like as opposed to when you first started, is probably longer because there's more complex patients that end up in the OBS unit. One of the goals that we have is um, from the 7 a.m. board rounds to the 9 a.m. physician rounds, we want to be able to see every one of our patients and find out or tease out some of those idiosyncrasies or the information that maybe wasn't gleaned over in the main department or even during the night. I think when we are more efficient as APPs and we're able to provide diagnostic information and physical exam information, it definitely makes the physician's rounding go much more smoothly. Yeah, I know a lot of times, especially for more of the therapeutic protocols, where your main question is, how does a patient feel? Because um, that's going to determine your, your disposition. Uh, you know, it, that, that part is very helpful. And, uh, you know, if, depending on how busy everything else is, you can already start planting that seed about, okay, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, round with the physician, but then we're, we're likely going to discharge you. And that way it's not, they're not getting blindsided by that. And they've had, they've had a chance to express some of their concerns or frustrations, but I know it can be challenging with 20 patients at 7am to get through all that stuff. So I think it's helpful if the APP goes in and does all of the ADET that we do here to introduce ourselves and you know who you're attending it is. Um, that's coming on at nine. So I can say, Hey, I'm Trippy. I'm your nurse practitioner today. Um, I understand you're here for XYZ. 
Dr. Wheatley is our rounding doctor today. He's going to be coming between 9 and 10. Um, we will be coming back around talking to you. So then when we do go and do bedside rounds with a physician, the patient already knows who you are. And I can say, hey, you know, this is Dr. Wheatley. This is the supervising doctor I told you about. I've already told him about your XYZ. Um, what other information do you, would you like to tell the doctor? And then that way I think the physician has an opportunity to focus their conversation on the reason for admission to the OBS unit rather than many of the other peripheral issues mm -hmm. that are going on. Uh, well, let me ask this. So when you're onboarding a new APP, is there any particular piece of what it's like to be uh, APP in the observation unit that uh, you consistently have to prep people on because it, is this something that that is very common to get exposure to when you're going through your FNP uh, program? That's a great question and I will tell you as a result of what we do in CDU we've changed our orientation process here. Uh, many times in your PA or NP program you're not really exposed to an observation unit and if you want to work in an emergency department even from the beginning that's the place that you knew you were going to work, you tend to focus on those patients that are the in and out quick patients or the sicker patients or, you know, the sexy trauma patients. Mm -hmm. But observation is not one of those areas that has been previously addressed. I will say that our programs um, are doing a better job at pulling in students into this environment. And I think it's pretty important because I think more and more observation units are going to be out there. So in terms of training, we've adjusted from giving more time in the main ED to increasing the hours both in our OBS unit and then our OBS half shift. I think we're going to have a better product coming out of orientation. Um, as an administrator, would you, what would your advice be to uh, another kind of ED OBS unit that was looking to either start APP, bringing on APPs, because um, I know there's, there's a couple different models where you will either hire just for your OBS unit or hire just for your ED, and then there's a model we use where the providers can be fluidly placed really in, you know, they'll work a shift in trauma, then they'll do CDU, then they'll do walk-in. Mm -hmm. um, what would your advice be then? Do you think there's benefits in having it how, how we have it set up, or do you think there's benefits in, in hiring for specific areas? I like the blended format, and we are very fortunate here to be able to work in our OBS unit, as well as the lower acuity area where we're seeing ESI fours and fives. We're now working in a more moderate complexity unit where we're seeing um, the sicker threes and some of the twos, and then of course we also work in trauma. And I think when you have that medical complexity built into your clinical day, it makes you a better provider in the observation unit. I often think of the APP as a hospitalist. There's that gray area between discharging from the emergency department and not sick enough to be in the hospital. So there is this very defined gray area where the APPs can be of tremendous benefit, where they take the handoff, continue the treatment plan, and at about the 15 to 18 hour mark, the patient probably will declare themselves as okay to go home or sick, gotta stay in the hospital. That's a really good point about 
knowing that patient population on the front end, uh, having that experience of having worked in the ED, and then that makes you a better, uh, you understand where they've come from when you're working in the OBS unit. So I think that I think that's important. And I think we also know when we're getting in over our heads, the patient's becoming sicker, and we need to really look at our resources and maybe bounce that patient back into the medical complex area for an, a higher level of care. Well, are you coming to the uh, OBS conference this year in Nashville? Oh my goodness, that's a great invitation. Sure, <laughs> it, it's a, it, well, you know that that way you could be there to help, uh, so people could ask you questions and and you could give out advice for free, which is what everybody wants. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, but but if you were to advise somebody about something that maybe you didn't know ahead of time that you wish you knew, any idea what that might be? I think we are very. Um, fortunate to have some pretty substantial physicians who are passionate about observational medicine like Dr. Wheatley and Dr. Osborne and Dr. Ross who have put together incredible observation unit tools for us. So I think having a manual that describes the goals of the department, the goals of the nursing staff, the protocols that are, are driving patient care, when there are inclusions, when there are exclusions. That document is really the basis of our training and I think it gives most departments a very good um, palette to work from. I see, that's good. What do you think, um, either for yourself personally or stuff you've heard from the staff, what do you think the biggest challenges are uh, from working in the CDU? So I mentioned earlier the diagnostic dilemma. A patient is maybe not completely worked up or maybe the provider got a little tunnel vision and didn't think about all the differentials. So I think there are opportunities there for us as the APPs to ask those questions over the phone when we're taking report. Did you think about a PE? Why is this patient continuing to be tachycardic? Um, you want to admit them on the dehydration protocol, but their creatinine and BUN are okay. What else could be going on? Mm -hmm. So I think there are just some diagnostic dilemmas. I think the other big challenge is managing the comorbidities. You know, even though the patients are admitted under a, a single protocol, they could very easily fall into two or sometimes three protocols. Yeah, we've had plenty of problems where the you know chest pain patient goes to be discharged and realize their sugar's 400 because they never got any insulin or their potassium never got repleted or you know so yeah that is and I know that's been one of the benefits of having the APPs as a second set of eyes because um, I think as you were saying back in the the good old days or the bad old days as it were when it was more attending run uh, patients would get admitted over there and even you know very simple patients with very well-meaning physicians you would maybe miss some of those nuances of you know the home meds or the ins sliding scale insulin that needed to be done and so uh, yeah that that is um, that is good to have that second mm -hmm. set of eyes like I said yeah one of the one of the things I've seen is where the story kind of changes uh, you know well now my belly really hurts and now you know well now that all of a sudden that white count of 14 which we kind of blew off now that means something and do we need to get you know so I'll, I'll review a number of cases and I'm like oh what happened here and you know it looks like the treatment plan changed a little bit midstream and um, I, I think some of the challenges th that I see is 
allowing the APPs the space to give that kind of feedback from their um, from their experience without making it you know uh, making it a barrier of you know there I think at least in our institution there's already enough barriers towards admissions to different services and you want the CDU I mean a we're all on the same team we're all ED providers we're all in the same department um, and you want the ED to be a pop-off valve for the or the CDU to be a pop-up valve for the ED, but you also don't want it to be, you know, dumping area, and you also, uh, but you don't want there to be barriers necessarily for appropriate patients, and so I think that that's, that's the balance I've seen, but I, I also think uh, having the APPs rotate with, especially with the residents and the other attendings, you get to know them and you get to trust them, and so you, you know, it's not just this disembodied voice on a phone, it's, it's this person that you know, so that's helpful. That is very true, and I would have to put a commercial in here um, that I think the residents would benefit from rotating through for a couple of reasons. One, they'll understand how the handoff should occur to the APP, but probably more important is that as they graduate and they go out into the world and work in departments, one, they're either going to be managing or supervising APPs who are working in observation units, or two, they need to set up an observation unit in their emergency department. And I think it would give them a great opportunity to see how we do it here and um, put their flavor into it when they go out into the world. No, that's a great suggestion. So I think, uh, you know, on that, that's a lot of great information. We don't want to keep you too long. You're working today, right? So, uh, yes. So, <laughs> so we... Grabbed you on your lunch break. I really feel bad about that, but uh, thank you so much for yeah, coming really out to, uh, to visit us. This was fun. Thank yeah. you so much. So, and um, thanks for not laughing on air at our um, Jerry Rig setup for microphone. <laughs> yeah, this There's is a, top this class a, studio. <laughs> glad this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> we lose our like three listeners. <laughs> There's a tape that we use to secure the ET tube on patients, and I've secured. The microphone that Triffy is using to the chair next to her using that very same tape. So, And it uh, almost looks like as good of a job as like a med student does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. But, okay, but thanks for coming. You're and welcome. It was great talking to you. we got to get you out on the show again in the future and uh, give us some more of your insights. Then. Excellent. You can invite me to Nashville because I have the right accent for that. Oh, okay. that's good <laughs> stuff. Thanks. All right. Thanks.